welcome to episode one of C3, Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I am River Kane. And I'm Ren Graves. And we are really excited to start this podcast for you all. To start off, we thought we'd begin with just a little bit about what witchcraft is exactly. Witchcraft is a really broad term, and it varies from culture to culture and from society to society, which makes it really difficult to actually define. Plus, I think it's kind of personal. Different witches have different thoughts about what a witch is. Mm -hmm. What is interesting to me is that the concept of witchcraft is in virtually every culture in the world, both primitive and highly advanced. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't all about fun and games. You know, I think it's become popular these days to be a witch. That's not what witchcraft is necessarily about. It Magic comes with a price. You need to think and be careful when you delve into witchcraft, I think. I, I agree with you. I have a quote. I, it's from a website. Uh, it's called History Extra. And it was like a like a little blurb about the history of witches. And it had a quote in there and it said, witches are everywhere. And I just love that because they're in books, they're in tales, stories, fantasy, they're in everything. And, and they have been for thousands of years. For a long time. Yeah. And it's very fascinating. And in each story and fantasy that they're in, they're each depicted in a different way. And yes. that's what I love about it. And I also- And that's okay. Love, yeah, 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 it is okay. It's also like they're evil witches. And sometimes that's not the best way because most people pick up on, oh, witches are evil. But we also have like shows and stories where they aren't evil, they're good. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of just like you pick and choose what you believe. If you don't know the history. I forgot that I was going to tell everybody about whatever cocktails we're drinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think on every episode, we're going to have cocktails. Some might be the same that we've had before. But today, I am drinking a grapefruit margarita. Yeah, I'm not that fun today. I am just drinking a a Zivia. It's basically a carbonated water with some uh, stevia in it. Okay. A little bit of flavor. Yeah, it's grape. It's grape. (laughs) The thing about cocktails to me is that it's almost potion working. I think that there are, what do you call them? Bartenders. The bartenders, there's an actually better word for bartender than bartender. They, a mixologist, I think is what it is. They are practically mixing potions. And I'm really excited because I just bought a book and I'll have to post the information about it. So you all can buy it too, if you want to, it's called witchcraft cocktails, 70 seasonal drinks infused with magic and ritual. It's by Julia Helena Haddas, H-A-D-A-S, Haddas maybe. And it's a beautiful book. I'll, I'll have to take a picture of it so that you all can find her and, and buy the book too. And it's got cocktails all the way through, some that correspond to the different Sabbaths that we might celebrate. And she talks about them being potions. And so I'm really excited that our, our podcast is going to deal with potions as well. Uh, so moving on, I'll, you know, I said it's not fun and games, and that is kind of fun and games there. The <laughs> mixology potion yeah. making is kind of fun. Um, but it does seem like people nowadays are becoming more aware of the energies that are around us. And I'm thinking maybe it's because of COVID. We were all kind of forced into seclusion 
And I think people became more aware of their surroundings. They had to slow down. They weren't the hustle bustle of get to work, go to work, zoom, zoom, zoom. You know, there's a lot of people. My husband is actually in the plant business and a lot of people were at home working in their gardens and planting and landscaping. And that got a lot of people back to their roots. And I feel like that may be why people have become so aware of the magic and energies around them is this change in realization of what's around us. I would agree to disagree. Okay. Um, because I feel like I would agree because COVID has slowed people down. We've been at home. We are able to assess like our daily lives without being the hustle bustle, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do agree with that, but I don't agree with the fact that like people are just finding this out about themselves or they're just like realizing that they have these energies because as a person who has been at home due to COVID, yeah, sure. Of course I've been more into like crystals and more into everything, but I've always known Mm -hmm. I love that stuff. I've always known that it's been a part of me. Um, So I would agree to disagree on that. I I think it's more the, the fun and games end of things. It's why it's becoming such a quote trend. Mm -hmm. I think those of us that are witches know we're witches. We've always known we're witches. Yeah. It's not something that you just decide to do one day. I'm not saying that you can't learn witchcraft. I just think there's a lot of us out there that have always had that awareness, like mm-hmm. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think that people being in seclusion have become aware of feelings and energies that they had never been aware of before. There are some people that will never feel it. And I guess you're right. I kind of took it from where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. I agreed to disagree from what I felt like my life. but. You're right. There are no, other people. I like that. I like are, what you said. Yeah. 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 And, and I think it's becoming kind of a fad too. It's like nerds used to be a really bad connotation. If you were a nerd, you know, no one wanted to associate with you. And nowadays nerds are cool. They're the cool ones. They're the smart ones. They're the computer hackers. They're, you know, they're mm-hmm. associated with more cool things. And I think witchcraft is becoming that way too, uh, by some people who think that it's the cool thing to do. And I don't know that those people are necessarily witches or are going to, f- I think everybody has the potential to be a witch. You just have to be aware of the energies around you. And it takes, I mean, that's simplistic. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and I was kind of going to der- derail from that. And I'm wondering, since it was such a huge spike to execute witch hunt for these witches, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of curious as to if that's going to happen again. I know that we're in like a more modern era, but it's also something that people are scared of because they don't understand it. They're not educated on it and they don't understand it fully. That's true. I'm curious. I think you're Right. We have learned in the last year how close-minded some people still are. The prejudices still against gay people and, you know, this far right wing that is so against any kind of change. But I do think that change is here. There are more gay people comfortable coming out. There are more witches comfortable coming out. But you're right. I'm curious because that reminds me of the Charmed episode where... They went into the future and Phoebe was going to be burned at the stake, I think, because of how they use the magic. I think it was 
the point was you don't want to misuse magic mm-hmm. and because that can lead to, to fear. Uh, that's just like a really big thing that's been on my mind, you know, because you have a whole ton of people. I, I wouldn't say a lot because there is still that 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 stigma around mm-hmm. being a witch and calling yourself a witch or saying you practice magic or mm-hmm. um, anything like whatever you call yourself. There's still this stigma around it. And I think that it's becoming bigger and more well known. That's why it's kind of like a trend to hop on right now. Mm hmm. But as soon as that trend dies out, I'm curious to see where we end up, like in societies. I hope they don't come hunt us down because we're (laughs) going to be all over social media. They can track us down pretty easy. Yeah, it is a scary thought. You're, you know, I don't mean to make light of it. You're right that it, Mm -hmm. it is scary. I do want to also say that witches can be men or women. There are mm-hmm. some stereotypes out there that, you know, oh, it's if you're a witch, you're a woman. To be a man, you have to be called a warlock or whatever. I don't agree with that. I don't um, agree with that either. Even in uh, some of my research, uh, when all the witch hunt was going down from the 1400s to the 1700s, there were still men thrown in the mix, but not as many because it was seen as women were the witches. But actually, more in statistics, one in every five witches, they were male during those times. Um, But you don't hear about that because it was always the woman's the witch because of everything going on with like women and men in the society that they were in, in those times. Yes, that is very interesting. Um, Did you watch Sabrina, the teenage witch, the new one? Yeah, I did. Have you finished it all the way through? Yes. So in that one, I I kind of like how and. I, I don't think this is a spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched it. I, I kind of liked how in the beginning it was male dominated. Their coven was led by a male. It was all male dominated. And as that series progressed, it became more female dominated, which I'm not saying that female domination is the right way to go either. I just, it was a neat shift to go from that traditional male oriented thought process of who has to lead and be in charge to female and that anybody male and female can be included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I didn't notice it while I was watching it, but now that you bring it up, I do notice that. And that is very interesting. I guess I didn't like notice it on a, like that type of level. It it was probably in my subconscious that I noticed it. I didn't notice that. It's it's interesting. I, I am a writer as well. So I do, notice that kind of thing, the arcs of characters and the arcs of um, plot lines and that kind of thing. So what is magic? Uh, That also is something that is defined in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I personally believe it has to do with intent, will, and energy. Mm -hmm. I think all of those have varying definitions too. You know, what is intent? Whose intent? Is it yours, the caster's intent? Is it the intent of the mother goddess or whatever it is that you use to cast your spell? What, what is intent? Whose intent? Is it the group intent? If you're in a coven, is it the intent of the group? Um, And the same with will, whose will is it divine will? Is it your will? What, whose will are we using to um, cast this spell? So to speak, it's not always just spells that you're casting when you're talking about magic. And then energy, it, it's to me, it's kind of like a magical presence. It's something that I just feel. 
around me. You can, you can feel, and I think everybody, even people who don't and would never consider themselves witches, when you walk into a room, you can feel the energy in that room. Sometimes it's a somber energy. Sometimes it is strong, happy energy. It's like the vibe, I guess, some people yeah. call it. There's energy everywhere. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, uh, I don't say, I don't necessarily say energy when I walk into mm-hmm. a room, but I always say, oh, the vibe is off or there's some, there's like a shift in like vibes in the room. I guess it's like See, a And you vocab. can feel that. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can feel that. And I think anybody can feel it if they're paying attention to it and are open to it. Does magic, can it really cause an effect in reality? Can it cause a change in reality? Um, and, and science can come into this. Magic may be something that we don't, it may be scientific and something that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And and some of us just have the ability for whatever reason to connect to it for some reason. Yeah, It, it might be scientific. We just don't know yet. Yeah, I like to think of like think of magic and energies as like a scientific from a scientific mm-hmm. standpoint because um coming from a scientist, mm-hmm. uh I love to think about light waves and uh how we see because it's visible light. We only have a small sliver of visible light that we can see. Everything else is not visible to the human eye. Mm-hmm. So there could be so much more just in our living room that we can't see and same mm-hmm. with sound waves there's so much like so much going on that we can't hear but it's still going on and um i like to think about magic in that way i think that's a great way to describe it i love yeah. that that it's a beyond what we're capable of perceiving without practice mm-hmm. which is kind of why they call it practicing magic because it does take practice and it does take um, skill. You know the, that story, have you ever heard of that story about the monks that were able to use their will and intent to slow down their heart rate to the point where people think they're dead? Mm-hmm. Yes. That to me is magic. That, you know, it, and it's also scientific, mm-hmm. but it was their will and intent and, and and that did affect reality that af- affects their bodies to the point where they could slow their heartbeat down and still be alive. It was a, a meditative state that I think a trance that they put themselves in. And I, I think that that fits into the definition of magic. And so is it really so far fetched to go beyond that and say, you know, the mind can affect other things as well. Mm-hmm. I th- I think so. I mean, I think everybody has stories about, I I thought of this and it came true, or, you know, I, I wanted my friend to get better. You know, it's along the line of prayers, which a lot of people think of, I I kind of think prayer is magic. You know, I never connected it like that um, because uh, prayer even is in itself an intent. Mm -hmm. And I've never thought of it like that. So you don't know if whatever the person was praying to, if it was that type of energy source, or if it was the energy source coming from their intent alone, or maybe a combination. You know, that's the, was it divine will? Was yeah. it, you know? Yeah, so, that's very so interesting. 
is witchcraft religious? Well, not necessarily. There are religions that use witchcraft, like the Wiccan religion. Mm-hmm. That's an actual religion. There, there's a difference between witchcraft and religion. There are sat- Satanists out there that might practice witchcraft, or or they might not. There are Satanists that don't practice witchcraft, but it, that's the religious side of it. But witchcraft itself doesn't have to necessarily be religious. You know, a lot of people talk about the moon goddess and the Gaia, the the Mother Earth, and I am more inclined to feel the energies of everything. I don't know that there's a specific entity that controls everything, but I can feel I can feel the energies. Mm-hmm. And and energy is just my term for it. I don't I don't know what everybody else's terms are. I would love to yeah. hear what you all call it and how you all think about what magic is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're certainly not here saying we know, we really don't know anything. That's what got us started on this podcast is that we would go down that what if road. Well, what if it's mm-hmm. this? And we're just fascinated by it. And we don't, we're not saying we're right. We're not saying our ideas are right. There are going to be ideas that you guys have that hopefully you will share with us that we're going to, you know, have the mind explosion and we're going to go, oh, wow, I never thought of that. How cool is that? That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, So I look forward to that. I can't wait to hear from all of you guys as to what you think and what your thoughts are on magic and what stories you have about your attempts to use magic. Yeah. Uh, let me interject and say I have some history on witches. Um, more importantly, just like the beginning of witches, and we will definitely get more into detail about mm-hmm. the history for sure. But just some like quick information that I have is kind of an info dump, but I think it's important to know. Just that the witch hunt started in 1482 and it lasted generally about around 1782 across Europe. And most women were accused of witchcraft and executed. So around 100,000 people across Europe were accused. And of that... Did you know... That even though we connotate burning witches at the stake, that that's not the way that they were commonly killed? They were hanged. Correct. Yes. 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 Um, And I don't actually have that in my notes, but I should have because I -hmm. I did read that. Mm -hmm. Um, But around the 100,000 people across Europe who were accused, 40 to 50,000 were actually executed. Damn. Um, That's like half of them. That's half. That's terrible. It's crazy. And most of them, I want to say most of them, we will, I guess we'll never know um, how many of them were actually witches and how many were actually innocent and just lost to the cause because they couldn't. I would say most were innocent because those of us that are witches, well, it's hard to say when, when, and I don't, I didn't live in that time period. So I'm really feeling my cocktails, (laughs) y'all. You know, but I think that the witches would have been smart enough to keep their mouths shut. But, but that's the thing. I watched a small documentary, a small blurb of the documentary from the History Channel about witches and the times when they were being round up to be executed. Everybody was put under massive torture, torture that you couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. They had 
I can't even, I don't even have like the correct terms, but I remember seeing this chair just full of spikes and they made them like sit on it. They would put weights on their bodies. (gasps) So even if you were innocent, you would make, you would say anything to make that stop. So of course you'd say, of course, I'm a witch. That's why torture doesn't work because you get, you will say anything. I mean, it's, it's crazy and hearing that those stories it was just awful and then it came up to be like okay so if you're a witch who are you working with who who are your conspirators like who are you doing this witchcraft with and then and you just start yeah you just name your neighbor you name your cat you name your dog everything because Mm -hmm. you want the torture to stop and that's really where all like this amount of people came from like a hundred thousand people across Europe. And in that time, that was a lot of people. I mean, it's still a lot of people, but. And I bet if you're the one accusing someone, then they're not looking at you. Yeah. So better to be the one accusing someone to keep the suspicion off of you. Yeah, for sure. And I have like the question, why? And why so many innocents? And I liked the website that I chose and it really summed it up and we will obviously go into more detail, but this this sentence, this phrase really summed it up. And it was in these times, witches were seen as vile and aggressive beings that look to seek harm and disrupt the divine order of things. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this whole witch hunt happened was because it these witches were disrupting order of society of everything because what they were doing wasn't the norm and it was a you know, threat. I say that oh I wouldn't be burned at the stake or hanged or whatever because I would be smart enough to keep quiet. I, I don't have that personality. So I would probably be one of the first ones hanged. I just I I it bothers me. Yeah. I push back. I'm a pusher backer. It's- and yeah. Yeah it's hard to say because when you're put under that extreme pain what you'll yeah. say. I would like to say I'm a demented person <laughs> because when my mom thanked me for getting in trouble when I was younger, I would mm-hmm. laugh because I didn't know how to react because I thought it was funny that she was doing that. And so you would, would be the one tortured, laughing maniacally, yeah, and they'd be like going, I, She's definitely yeah, a witch. <laughs> so of course I would be burned at the stake or hanged or whatever, because obviously my laughing is a coping mechanism for whatever I'm going through. I, I wonder how they came up. I wonder why it's such prevalent in all of our minds that witches were burned at the stake. Uh, because it was very um I read a blurb, correct me if I'm wrong, that they started burning witches at the stake in Spain because they wanted to, they thought that if nothing was left but ashes of the witch, they couldn't resurrect, they couldn't come back, their powers Uh, were completely obliterated. Their being was no longer. I wonder if they knew to mix salt in with the ashes to keep that from happening. <laughs> I have no, I didn't read anything about salt, but it also did say that in the documentary I watched. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the burning wasn't until later, but most so of them they hanged them. Well, a lot of them, if I remember, one of the ways to determine that you were a witch was something about drowning. Yes, like, I also saw that. Um, yeah, what what was that? If you sunk, like they would bind your hands and your feet together and they throw you in the water. And if you sunk, 
you were a witch. And so then therefore you would die. But if you floated, you weren't a witch, but they would still let you die. You yeah. would still drown. But you still died. You still drowned. But, yes. Yeah. But you died with that clear uh, title oh, of your name. Oh, what a shame. And, she wasn't a witch. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Jesus. Um, which is That's awful. terrible. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that, you know, we talk about men also being witches and, and I'm not here to say that that's wrong, but there is something about, and I think a lot of men would agree with this in today's world, that there is power in a group of women because men do, well, historically, I'm not saying now, historically, men have tried to separate the women because we do have power together. And yeah, I think it's hard to talk about that and not offend anybody. I mean, and I, I think that if you're talking about offending people, witchcraft is very, I guess, to a lot of people. Yeah, it's just men my have grandmother all- would be mortified. My dad has like a sixth sense. Mm-hmm. He has shown witchy vibes for as long as I can remember, but he would be mortified for me to say that I think he's a witch, but I think he is. He just doesn't have any idea that he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of people because Mm -hmm. they just think of it as like, Oh, that's something normal that happens to them. Like I get a lot. Plus they have the connotation of witches being bad. Yeah. And so if like, take for example, like I get a lot of deja vu and I Mm -hmm. get a lot of like, I I can really read the vibes as I would say uh, or energies uh of a house or a room or of people really really well but I've just always thought I like I could just do that I just thought it was normal it's and you don't normal. call that energy No I That's so interesting to me because that's how I it, to me it's energy even an aura I, is energy I never looked at it like that I would, I just always said, like, when I was growing up, uh, for example, when I was growing up uh, down the street, there were these two boys, and I kind of grew up with them. And there was a loose dog one day, and I was going around the neighborhood before I I took the dog to um, a shelter. And I was knocking on these, these neighbors' doors and saying, Is this your dog? Like, no, because it didn't have a collar. And I opened the door and this guy with the two boys opened the door and it was just a sick vibe, a mm-hmm. sick, disgusting vibe I got off of him. And I knew I had to leave. I had to get off the porch no matter what I did. Wow. To this day, I have no idea. I think that they're still living there, but That's who knows? Crazy. But I, it's like that type of See, feeling. You know, and people, I think, write off their, their vibes that, you know, they think they, they're too quick to dismiss that feeling. You've mm-hmm. got to listen to your gut. Yeah. And I, I think that is witchcraft. That, that is something that that gut feeling is your intuition, which I think intuition is a whole lot of witchcraft. Yeah. Um, listen to that inner gut. I, I like that. And I, I could spiral on uh, conspiracy theories about what your gut feeling is. My mm-hmm. favorite is it's your future self telling you something's wrong. I love that. Oh, one. interesting. I could uh, spiral. You know, 
I had a, a, I read somewhere and this is, I'm a very forgetful person. So I read somewhere that the reason you forget why you've walked into a room is because you walk through a ghost and they've eaten your, um, they eat your thoughts. They live off thoughts. Or, wow. And so when you walk into a room and you're like, crap, why, why did I come here? What was I up here for? That's why, because you've stepped through the essence of a ghost and they eat off of your thoughts. I like, I like that idea. I just sort of chalk that up to like, we're in a simulation and the person who's controlling <laughs> oh. my sim just like cleared out what I was doing. <laughs> you're one of the matrix people yeah. like they were like oh I w- I'm gonna have her go get a cup of water and then they were like no 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 Never water mind. anymore and then I walk into the kitchen I'm like why am I here <laughs> I love that that's pretty great that's how I think of it but I don't believe that I just like to I just like to theorize well I don't like I don't want to to write anything yeah I'll- because we don't know. Yeah. That's why I love to have these conversations with you. I'm so glad that I found you, Ren, because, you know, I think these things, but now I've got a kindred soul to talk to about them. And I mean, that, that I don't know what is true. I don't know if maybe we really do walk through a ghost and that's what it, we don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. And that's, what's so fun. I love it. Yeah. Me too. Um, I do like to say like, oh, I believe this, but I really don't. I just really love talking about it. Me too. Um, and I guess that's why we're here. We love talking about yes. this stuff and it's it's just fun. It is fun. You know, I don't think witchcraft itself is either good or bad. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to the intent of the caster. Yeah, it goes back to the soul of the person that is using the magic. Mm-hmm. It goes back down to personality, person, and who the person is. It's not the magic itself. And, you know, there is that, the rule of three, which some forms of witchcraft believe in and some forms don't, where anything that you do is going to come back to you threefold. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who do want to do dark things with magic. And they don't necessarily believe in that threefold law. Not not all the forms of witchcraft and the users of witchcraft believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's subjective also as to what is good and what's bad. Yeah, I would I agree with that. It is subjective because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And who's to say one thing is good versus bad, especially with magic and rules where there aren't really rules. Yeah. You just make it up as you go along and what's pertaining to you and how you view everything. Yeah, I don't think there are any rules, so to speak, unless you're a part of a religion that has rules like the Wiccan religion. They have their own set of rules. Um, if you're in a coven, your coven might as a group come up with rules that you want to govern your coven. You know, and those are the rules that matter to that particular group or that particular person. But overall, there aren't any rules. I I don't ever want to kill anybody. I don't ever want to hurt anybody. It's not going to be my intent. You know, there if that ability's out there and you have that ability, I'm not here to to judge. It's something I would never want to do. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that that would 
Mm -hmm. Um, because they're like, you can take it and you can look at it and be like, society wise, we have murderers society wise. We have the, the holy divine people that never do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So I don't see why, uh, that wouldn't go to magic and witchcraft as well. Mm -hmm. You can have many different types of people. You can have many different types of witches. Oh, that's a good point. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft is only limited by the people that use it. Yeah. So if uh, let's say a murderer practices witchcraft, they might entail a murder through magic. That's not what other people would do, but I could see where that would happen. And who's to say that that's magic's fault? Yeah, that reminds me. I mean, there's so many horror movies out there, which I love horror movies. I am a big fan of horror movies. You know, I was lucky this year, my husband um, let me, I don't say let me, it's not like that, but he was kind enough to <laughs> indulge me. Let's put that, put it that way. I watched horror movies every day of October, mm-hmm. at least one every day. Mm-hmm. I just love them. And, and he thinks they're okay. So he indulged me and allowed me to enjoy that. But you know, Horror movies always talk about witchcraft being evil, um, leading Mm -hmm. down the path of evil. Some are outright evil, like dealing with demons. Um, Some are trickster type magic. Like, do you remember the movie Open Graves with Eliza Dushku? Uh, Yes, I do. I love that movie. And it's more trickster magic. It was magic, but it, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody. It's old enough. Everybody who wants to see it should have seen it by now. But that was kind of trickster magic. And I absolutely love that movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's TV shows like Charmed, where the witches were the good guys. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go ahead and um, explain. I Off that topic, I do have some uh, witch stories and shows written down where okay. they're each different but it shows how they use magic in completely different ways. Okay. Uh, so there's the uh, Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. We all love, but they were evil they, in they a way. They children. Yeah. Um, and then you also have the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda the Good Witch in Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And that portrays a good witch and a bad witch. Mm-hmm. But of course, the bad witch was green with warts and I know, right? You know, yeah, um, and you have Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Of course, oh, yeah. she was evil. She stole um, Ariel's voice and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have witches like Bonnie and The Vampire Diaries, where she's oh, yeah. very, yeah, she's very powerful, but she doesn't use her magic mostly for evil intent she uses it mostly for good to help her friends Mm -hmm. um you have maleficent which there's two with maleficent the original Mm -hmm. disney movie with maleficent where she was the evil Mm -hmm. and then the new one where she's just misunderstood yeah which i love those two i love those two um perceptions it's very intriguing and interesting to look at but also you have one of my favorite um I guess you could say like which personas Marie Laveau from American Horror Story. She was the voodoo queen um or witch of the se- like of the series and her power and how 
everything just like involved like the magic and the voodoo and everything. And I just loved it. We'll have to do episodes on the different types of, of witchcraft that's out there. Cause voodoo mm-hmm. is interesting. Yes. Um, you have uh, native American magic um, skinwalkers. We'll have to do episodes on all of those things. I think that's, that's a great idea. Yes. And I could definitely spiral down. A oh yeah. Really fun conversation. Um, Me like too. I always do, but the list goes on. Um, like the Charm Sisters, you have the mm-hmm. old Hag and uh, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, she ate children too. You know, there is a common thread in old folk tales where witches eat children, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I'll have to do some research on that and see if I can figure out why that is connotated with witches. Mm-hmm. That, that's interesting. I like all of those. There's yes. so much more um, like Supernatural mm-hmm. and Supernatural, which I love that TV uh, series. The witches were generally bad. Dean hated them. You know, they used the hex, hex, ba- uh, hex bags and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's witches are portrayed in a wide variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Um so basically the way a witch practices witchcraft is a personal thing. Yes. And, you know, there are independent witches that never practice with anybody else, never, ever come out of the closet. They, you know, um, there are witches that prefer a coven. There is power in numbers. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the energy that you can get from members of a coven is stronger than individual magic by itself. I mean, at some point we'll talk about familiars too and how those might help an individual witch um, so that they don't necessarily need a coven. And then covens themselves, there's different kinds of covens. Think of the, you know, the hippie love, no rules coven to the actual formal rituals you you know, you wear the robes and chant type covens. Yeah. I feel like I'd be a part of the hippie coven. I can see that. I can see that. Um, There's also different tools that witches use in their practice. You know, there's the athame, there's bells, there's um, all all kinds of tools. And I think we'll do episodes on these different tools Mm -hmm. and talking about how they can help the use of magic and what they're thought to have done in the past. We both are really interested in the history of of witchcraft. And so there'll be a lot of stories about that to come out too. And we're really excited to delve into those. Um, I did come across, well, actually my husband sent me this article about women and the beer industry and how it relates to witchcraft, which is so fascinating to me. Um, He sent me this, I think it was on Reddit. He's a big Reddit reader. And up until the 1500s, brewing beer was primarily women's work. And, you know, a lot of the iconography that we associate with witches today, from the pointy hat to the broom, came from the connection to female brewers, which I found to be fascinating. Oh, I should say the author of this article is Lakin Brooks. She's a, when she wrote this, well, let's see, it was March 5th, 2021 that she wrote it. So she is a doctoral student of English at the University of Florida. Uh, Fascinating 
article, it was on the conversation is where he got this article from. And it was written March 5th, 2021. And, uh, you know, humans have been drinking beer for almost 7,000 years. And the original women, the original brewers were women. From the Vikings to the Egyptians, women were the ones that brewed the beer, both for religious ceremonies and for the practical calorie-rich beverage to have at home. Interesting. Which my background is, uh, in my ancestry, I have German blood. And beer was a common drink just to to drink. There was no... Um, oh, you can't have that. You're under 18 or whatever the rule might be. It was like, like this article says, it was calories that you're trying to get into the people to help them live and survive and um, have the energy they needed to do the work that they yeah. needed to do. Yeah. I could um, that. Yeah. And um, let's see. So if you traveled back to time into the middle ages or the Renaissance time, and you went to the market, you would see women wearing these tall, pointy hats, um, standing around these big cauldrons where they're brewing this beer. So that's where a lot of those icons come from, is from beer brewing. And then it it took a turn when the religious movement moved in around the 16th century, and they started having stricter uh, gender norms at that point. And they started to condemn witchcraft. And this article says that male brewers saw that as an opportunity to reduce their competition Competition in the beer trade. Some accused women be- brewers of being witches, using their cauldrons to brew up magic potions instead of booze. And then over time, it became more and more dangerous for women to sell the beer because they would be misidentified as witches. And... Uh, I mean, I, to me, that's just fascinating because back then, of course, you could not just get persecuted for it, but you would be put to death for it. Yeah. And <laughs> it is. And they were ostracized and imprisoned and killed. Um, and some of these men apparently didn't really believe that they were witches. They were doing it for economic reasons to take over the market. That's just gross. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? I mean, it's very interesting because wouldn't you say nowadays if, but there are certain types of Joes out there that would do that and they wouldn't mind getting their competition killed if they meant, if it meant they were going to be the top. Well, you know, it, they made it illegal in some towns for women to actually brew beer back in the 1500s, like Chester, England. Mm-hmm. and the the thought process came about that if women weren't brewing, they would have more time to clean the house and cook our food and raise our babies. Um, and so to the point where they actually made it illegal. And one of their reasons for condoning this was, well, we don't want these women to grow up spinsters. If you guys can hear my the, my eyes rattle yeah, in my I was head. Say, yeah. I'm just rolling my eyes so hard. That is yeah. the most annoying thing that I could hear. And today, men still dominate the beer industry. The top 10 beer companies in the world are headed by male CEOs and have mostly male board members. I'm curious, is it a lineage thing? Because if it was passed down 
from father to son over generations, I wonder if you could track back to when, like, the heritage of where the men took it over from the women. I'm curious. That's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, It says that, you know, and think about the beer ads, the advertisements that we watch in the Super Bowl, they're geared towards men. Mm hmm. It's not just men that like beer. Oh, everyone. I like like cocktails better than beer, but I do drink beer. Yeah, I'm not a beer person. Yeah, just to preface, uh, I'm sensitive. So whatever you say, say without judgment. (laughs) Oh, I'm not sensitive. I'm sensitive. (laughs) Uh, Well, heck, I'm a writer. So, you know, if I were sensitive, I would be in big trouble. So, um. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting story, and I do love it that my husband sent it to me because, mm-hmm. you know, he he doesn't, he's not a witch. He doesn't, I don't even know that he believes in witchcraft, um, but he accepts my trip down this path and is very supportive of me, including supporting this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, this takes time from... um his world too, where I've got a real job that earns me money. I've got hobbies like my writing that doesn't earn me money yet. I've got this podcast, which, you know, takes up time Mm -hmm. and he is more than willing to support me as is your husband. So we have, we have some good ones. Yes. My husband was the one who actually thought of this whole idea. It, it, It was his idea. Yeah. And he, he's still a little, uh, I'm not going to say uncomfortable, but he's still like teetering on that line of like, it, like witchcraft. He still has the stereotypes in his head. Mm-hmm. And then there's me and he's like, well, she's not the stereotype. So what the heck is going on? So he's still warming up to the idea, but I'm just waiting for the day for him to find a rock or something and him bring it home and be like, I thought you'd like this. Like, I'm just <laughs> waiting for it. I love it. Well, we do love rocks and crystals. It's, you know. Yeah, but the one he would bring me is like a piece of gravel. Like, like, yeah, like concrete that came off the sidewalk and he thought it looked cool. But that's so sweet, though. Yeah, I'm waiting for the day. (laughs) I, I love it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long we've been talking, but uh, we can wrap it up for now. We've got so much to talk about. We could go down rabbit holes and, and yes. keep you all here for hours and hours. Yes. But for now, check out our website at www.c3witchypodcast.com. You can find our episodes there and links to our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook so far. Most are under the at C3 Witchy Podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can look for us there. I, I do try, both of us actually try to post on our social media fairly often. Um, not just information about our podcast, but cute little memes and, you know, snippets of information, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, you can email us through our website. There's a place to do that. If you would like to support us, which we would love for you to support us, this does take time, money, and effort. You can support us at our Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash C3 Witchy Podcast. Um, let us know what topics you want us to talk about, uh, what you think about what we have talked about. Mm-hmm. If you think we're full of crap, tell us that too. Well, yes. nicely. Well, because nicely. Hurt Ren's feelings. <laughs> 
um, pretty much anything you want to share, we want to hear it. So yes, please. Anything you want to say, I would love the feedback. I love to be informed. I love to enhance my learning on any type of topic, especially this topic. So please let us know if there's anything we said wrong. If anything we got wrong, we will correct it. Please feel free to let us know about anything. And we'll give you credit for it, of course. Yes. So come listen to us on Fridays, Friday nights at midnight. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks.